Hello and welcome back to the Cricket Social Podcast everyone. What a series this is turning out to be. Yes, we are alluding to the current border Gavaskar trophy between India and Australia. Now as usual me and my co-host Janak I here to give you an average fan's perspective of this not so average draw. But before we begin, please note that we recorded this one right after the third test. So our emotions might be running a bit high, but we may not necessarily have all the updates since that day. Enjoy. You know when Ashwin responded to him, he kind of got under pain skin, and yeah. that is why like you have to be really careful about so-called banter, right? Exactly, and I think it matters if you are a quality player and if it's coming from you. Man, Ashwin is so much ahead of pain. Pain is more like a filler in Australia team, despite being a captain. He's actually a filler. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've always been a big fan of Pain, especially since the way he has carried the team right from a Newland scandal. The way he carries himself and the team, and you know, yesterday it got to him, and that's fine. That happens in sport, right? But I think that, that also shows you the critical side of it is that it's not that if you sledge, like you're gonna break through the mentality of your opponent. If they sledge back with a quick retort like the way Ashwin did, that got under Pain's skin, and eventually that might have led to the drop. You never know. I mean, it yeah. could very well have played a factor, and that's the risky business with sledging someone or like bantering with someone. You think you are on the front foot, you try <laughs> to get under their skin, and then someone retorts. Because yeah, even if you look at the catch, I think it was easily going to first slip. It was just his inner fire that he wants to take the catch and prove it and blah blah blah. I think that honestly, I think he went for it. It was a right call because see that that's the thing. The pitch is dying. There is nothing in the pitch at that point, right? The bowlers <laughs> are bowling their heart out. You don't want to give that. chance away right because he's a decent keeper and with a glove in your hand you would back yourself to take a catch like like 9 out of 10 times and that's what he did i think that was a good call but what got under his skin was what ashwin said to us back and that that is where it's a game of mental fortitude you dish out something you have to be ready to take it back and at the same point you have to be smart enough not to get it to you because yeah. if you are sledging someone you know what the game is so you have to be careful about that and I felt like that's where he lost the plot. Uh, but again, uh, that doesn't take anything away from the way Vihari and Ashwin batted, and especially considering both of them were struggling with such massive injuries, and yeah. knowing the pressure that the moment one of them falls, it's just going downhill from there. I think, like you spoke about the mental fortitude, right? I think those two were the example of mental fortitude. Oh, like Pujara, uh, oh. you know, showing that. I think this was next level. Absolutely, uh, and considering that Ashwin has been struggling for his batting form, I mean, we know Ashwin is a decent batsman, like more than a decent batsman actually. Four test centuries, you have to give it to the guy. Sure, they were against West Indies, but still, you have to give it to the guy that he can bat. Yeah. Right, he's not he's not dead with a bat. And off lately for the past year, a couple of years now, I think he has been kind of struggling and to come back with that. And the most beautiful thing about it was like the way they defended. right the defense yeah. was solid defense it wasn't like yeah. you know they are just trying to get their bat and pad there and hopefully the ball will go wherever no it was like straight into the pitch yeah and one thing that they did very smartly is ashwin is uncomfortable against fast bowlers so i mean anyways they cannot run but they made sure that both of them stayed at the same end and that is where i was surprised how could australia not bring two quicks from the same type right i mean because nathan lyon was not enticing any shot or any kind of you know edges or anything so i was very surprised why tim pain didn't bring like you get comments and start together and it's almost one of them is going to pick you pick that one big yeah and th- that was one of the decisions that i was confused about 
maybe it's the pressure that got to them at the end because think about it right like they started the day on top you get rahane right away you get some resistance in the form of pant but you know that he's just one ball away from giving his wicket that happens and at that point you have to be at the peak of your confidence that all right we have got them we are going to take it from here and then when someone like blocks the way ashwin and vihare did right it kind of deteriorates your mental strength and that is when your plans start going haywire right because after t their plan was attack their body and you know keep the barrage of short balls on they tried it it didn't work out but after that plan failed it didn't seem like they had a plan b yeah i think that's because so initially right after t ashwin got lucky couple of his pop ups going over the fielder so that was quite lucky and then by that time they had tried so much short ball that almost all the energy was used up right otherwise you would expect a toe crushing yorker from start right he just didn't have that energy to bowl that 145 case kind of a yorker maybe there was one towards the end which vihari was able to negotiate but yeah. it was it was nothing like the crazy uh, stark yorker that that we have been seeing so yeah. they got undid by their own strategy and then obviously drop catches never helped and that that was the one bit i found challenging like the strategy right when they stuck with the short ball i think commentators pointed it out too that they might have stuck with that one for way too long uh i mean that that's why you could see that you know the bowlers were drained out of energy like stark there was a phase when he was bowling 132 135 and that's not the stark you expect and this was again a repeat of the ashes you know when benstro completely turned it around when he took the attack to them their plans went haywire and that was the end of it they started yeah. making mistakes in their drss they started making mistakes in their field placements and then there was a point when they had used up their drss Yeah, and to me, it feels like they they were just way too overconfident about their bowling attack, which, by the way, is the best bowling attack I would say in in last four or five years. So no questioning that. But I think mentally, first the master stroke to promote punt and then go for the win. They would have come out thinking that India is going to just block, block, block right from first ball. So even Sharma's and Gill's partnership was really good. They they were playing positively, and you know I was thinking if even Sharma had hanged in for that whole day right and started again uh, on the fifth day Sharma and Pujara would have done the same damage that Pant and Pujara did and we could have gone gone for the win any case so that was a bit of a shocker for them and then the fact that mentally that they have to bowl 130 overs they never nobody ever did i mean honestly we had written it off when you know you lost pant we're like okay this yeah. is done like they're just going to take it from like pujara might be standing still but they're just going to knock wickets off the other end uh, like you said the strategy was really impressive and i think that was the learning from first inning because if you remember there was a point in the inning where pujara and vihari were batting together and both of them were dead batting essentially neither of them was super comfortable and that is where they kind of lost the momentum and i think that's where like rahane and the management learned really quick i guess those were the master stroke basically they they bruised us physically but they- then we outplayed them mentally and it was a bit unfortunate that vihari you know pulled his hamstring otherwise yeah. even after pant i remember telling you on the on the message keep going this is still possible pujara was striking very well and pujara once he gets a 100 then his strike rate improves so oh, improves goes, significantly significantly yeah, he, he goes from 30s to like 80s 90s and sometimes even 100 so yep. that we were always in the game 
I think like that that was the unfortunate bit him getting injured the way he did. Otherwise, even with Ashwin, like Ashwin when he came out to bat, he kind of found the gaps and you know he was going for the runs. Unfortunately, Bihari couldn't run, but it, it was very much possible had it not been for that injury or maybe even Jadeja's injury for that matter. Yeah, yeah, that was another good thing. Like Ashwin and Bihari knew that there is nobody behind, so they had to do it themselves. Not like okay, we'll take it to last ten overs and then you know others will fend it off. But I, I really like that saying that the last ball, we both are the ones we that we have to do it. So that was really great. Yeah. So I think one thing that we have to appreciate is the way Indian bowling pulled it back in the first inning. A lot of credit is due for you know the batting in the fourth inning as well. But the tone was kind of set up in the first inning where they did not let it get away from them. Being able to restrict Australia after the start they had under 400 was absolutely brilliant because I was at a point that okay this is going to be like a 550 600 run inning and then we are just going to end up playing catch. And if you think about it. Basically, Australia without Smith or Labuschagne scoring, they are not a formidable side. And you know, Warner being only seventy, eighty percent fit, uh, you cannot expect him to perform the way he likes to do it. But we kind of, uh, you know, lost the plot in the first innings. But with, with the way we batted, I would say, I think we could have applied better. Absolutely, and I think considering Saini was still playing his first game, and unfortunately he was playing it at SCG, which isn't really the most bowler-friendly pitch of the whole tour. It, it was unfortunate; it didn't reflect well on him. But again, I think he still managed to do his job fair bit. But again, uh, coming to the point of India's first inning, what do you make of it? Because there was a lot of chatter around strike rate of Pujara and the presumed pressure that put on other batsmen. What, what do you make of that? So I mean I I think I've looked at some stats right I don't think that criticism is required for Pujara yes he has been traditionally slow but I think after Rahane uh, got out Pujara and Bihari's partnership Pujara did really well I think he was the one who was accelerating and Bihari was kind of finding it hard but and unfortunately Bihari took a bad call for that single and with Pant you know right nobody tries to overcome punt strike rate when punt is batting even if it's 20 or 30 runs you know he's going to strike at at least 60 or 70 and then with pujara in his traditional 30 35 i think that that was good enough what i was not too happy with was neither pujara nor gill were able to convert that 15 200 with gill you could still say uh, yeah i think he is new but pujara you would expect that and then the most that irritated me in the first inning was ashwin's run out And I think even Ashwin and Jareja, they they both could have got another fifty runs, and the lead would have been down to like forty for yep. Australia, and that would have made Australia had to bat another hour to overcome that fifty run lead and go to that four hundred. So that's what I think of of the first innings of our batting. Yeah, those runouts were unfortunate, and I felt like unnecessary, honestly. Especially the one with Ashwin, it's you know that that was a clear call from the striker. Like you were not supposed yeah. to be ball watching at that point. And he was not even running at the danger end. It was Jadeja who was on the danger end. But I think credit to the fielder, right? He realized that Ashwin hadn't taken off, so maybe uh, throwing it to the keeper is a better chance. And it it was pretty good, like match awareness. And Ashwin was caught off guard. Absolutely, uh, unfortunate for him, but I guess he more than made up for it in the last inning. But uh, there were two debutants in, in in the game, Bukowski and Saini. I kept hearing a lot of praise being showered upon Green. uh i felt pukowski was little underappreciated there i i was not too convinced like neither with pukowski nor with green obviously green 
has now played three tests, Bukowski in his first test. So it may take time. I think if you compare Bukowski and Gill, I think Gill was much more comfortable and much more confident as a debutant than Bukowski. But then if you look at Bukowski and Green, I think they both were at par. I mean, the, 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 the way the commentators were kind of applauding them, okay, they might have done very well in the Sheffield Shield, but they, they might turn out to be very good players. But in the, I didn't see that spark as of now. I think one thing I wanted to talk more about, India's tail. Man, that India's tail cannot even score five runs. <laughs> if you need five, if you're seven down and you need five runs, I am pretty sure I think we... The match the is gone. Game, yeah. It's gone. It's gone. There is no saving the game. Exactly. So, I think the next focus should be on that. I, I think usually it would be fine with the score that you would have. Shami, he can whack a little bit. Bumrah just shows up. Yadav is kind of hit and a miss, right? So that still leaves you with three who can't bat. But if Jadeja is good to go, and also if you have Ashwin in the way he's playing, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because at the end of the day, we never really had strong tail. Yeah, I mean, I would say, in fact, when Zahir Khan was there, Harbhajan... The Kumble, I think that tail was much stronger than what we have. Now, obviously, right now, we are considering Jadeja and Ashwin to be like proper batsmen. So, they are no longer part of the tail, but they are like the lower order batsmen. And Jadeja is even making progress in becoming number six or perhaps number five. But those three fast bowlers, Ishan Sharma, I, I know... Like Ishan Sharma actually practices in the nets, you know, as a night watchman. With Ishan Sharma, you are confident that at least he will hang in for 10, 20 balls. But with Saini, Siraj, okay, those guys are new. But still, I mean, there is just no confidence that they can hang in for like three, four overs. See, from my perspective, it's a lost cause, right? I mean, nothing against these players. They are amazing cricketers. They might be able to develop their skills in the future. No doubt about that. But the way I look at it, it doesn't matter to me because the job of my three fast bowlers is to get me wickets. And then I'm packing my team with batsmen and also spinners who can bat. So I'm prepping my team to already compensate for those three wickets at the end. Now, on a given day, if your whole batting squad could not do anything, it just seems unfair to expect that much from my tail enders. I mean, if they contribute, it would be amazing because like some of the crunch games have been won by your tail. I mean, either sticking there or scoring the runs, whatever way it may be. But still, I am of the opinion that, you know, their prime job is to give me those wickets. As long as they are good at it, they're doing amazing. I'm happy with it. Would I like them to bat better? Of course. But if they can't, then I just have to take it. It's the same conundrum as you have with Pant and Saha. Yeah. I know Pant is going to drop a few and, you know, there might be a few mistakes in his keeping. But he's more than enough going to make it in batting. And that's the same same way I see this. But where I was really coming from is that, okay, let's say if a top order or middle order batsman is batting and he has to carry the tail, then he needs some support from tail, right? And the, the two big instances are... Like, remember the VVS Lakshman Pragyan Oja game? Right. You know, Oja supported really well for VVS to pull that stunner. Then another thing uh, in Sydney, uh, Sachin batting with RP Singh, right? right. And they, they're building a 50-run partnership. So at least there's some confidence because you're not going to be, you, you will not be able to take singles of the last ball of every over and get on right. strike. Right. Right. So I think that's something Indian, at least a lower order, needs to back and understand like they just can't throw their gloves or bat anytime. <laughs> I know it's scary facing 140 case, but that's that's one of the things that really needs to be focused on. 
Yeah, I mean, if they can do that, it it would be an added bonus. If they do it, it's well and good. If they don't, then it's fine. But I think coming to the topic of an established batsman batting with your tail, I think in the first inning, I was a little disappointed with the way Chadeja rotated the strike, honestly, yeah. because there were instances when, you know, right after Ashwin is done, you know that the tail can barely bat. There were instances where right in the middle of the over, they took a single and turned over the strike. It, it just seemed <laughs> like bad, bad cricket. I mean... Why would you do that? You know that you're planning to maximize whatever you can squeeze out of that situation, right? Then why would you let them face it, right? And like, you know, had it been someone like R.P. Singh or even a Bhuvneshwar, I completely understand that they're more than capable of handling the bat. But you know that players playing like their second or first test match, even in the domestic game, their their average is like nine or eight. It, it just seems confusing. Yeah, I think it's more like match awareness uh, thing. Something to work on. I think that lower order has potential. I I would expect at least that lower order to scrape out around 50 balls and, and get like around at least to be able to get 15 or 20 runs and hang in with, with Jadeja or Ashwin or whoever is batting on the other end. Uh, not expecting like 50s or anything, but just hang in, give a tough time because at least the Aussie tail is pretty solid. So that's one thing that got highlighted, but nothing to take away from the terrific fourth innings, right? I mean, I think whatever we did wrong in the first innings, everything was yeah. compensated and covered up in the fourth innings. Pretty much everyone redeemed themselves at that point in that game. Think about anyone who was being blamed in the first inning, like be it Pujara for low strike rate, he kind of redeemed himself. Be it Vihari for not scoring enough, he kind of redeemed himself. After that, you can't really complain. In hindsight, it was all good. Right, you know, it's one of those days where you just forgive all of that. Yeah, exactly. And I think the interesting thing is all Indian fans are celebrating as if it was a massive victory. And I mean, it is, in a way it is. On, yeah. yeah, yeah. On on paper, it's a draw, but it is a massive victory. I think bigger than MCG in my, oh, my view. It, it is a win. It is a win. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, it's unfortunate that. In hindsight, we are only going to read at the scorecard and say that, oh, it was a draw. It's unfortunate that there is uh, nothing on the paper that would highlight what kind of a draw it was. And yeah, and I think everybody should spare a thought for Bihari and Ashwin. I think even like on paper, yes, Punt's 97, Pujara 74 or whatever uh, odd he scored. People will remember those numbers. But actually, it was these two people who faced like 250 balls, more than 250 balls. Yeah. To, to take out a draw. So, yeah, really, really pleased. We guys saying in US to stay awake till 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> knowing that you have office uh, next day. I think it was so pleasing. And every, every moment was worth it. But the challenge for me was like explaining to my partner, why am I excited about a game which after five days is not going to have any results? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in a bed with, you know, my cell phone in front of me and I was watching that and... I was having a hard time justifying why I'm up at like two in the morning when I have office at like eight in the morning next day. <laughs> I, I, yeah. At a point, I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do justice to what's yeah. happening in front of me right now. But all I can say is like, it's probably one of the best games I've seen in my life. Absolutely. And no amount of analysis or tweets or, or whatever, you know, you, you want to put it out on social media. I think that feeling that every Indian fan has, I think for the Everybody shares that mutual kind of feeling. We didn't win, but it was bigger than a win. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think th that's something that we touched on, right? In uh, After our episode, after the first game in Adelaide, 
and i think uh, when sanket joined us we did mention that hey like you know what even if they manage to draw the next game we are going to call it a win because it's like more of a mental thing that you know coming back uh, from a game which is pretty much gone out of your hand and then you manage to do something like that that's still a big win and that's that's i mean that's why i'm excited for gaba now because i know for a fact that there is going to be a lot more chirping in there and you know the aussies are going to do everything that they can at their fortress and to to be able to uh, you know put up a fight in gaba uh, you cannot afford two runouts you cannot afford missed or dropped catches you you cannot afford more injuries because we literally don't have players now in this squad okay <laughs> who can make up the full playing 11 uh, right well, and while that is uncontrollable but like fielding has to be top and sp- speaking of injuries with the players that are out right now and considering that ba- there's barely enough time to recover for the next game what what do you think is going to be our situation like or even australia's situation going into the game yeah. i think from india standpoint i think pujara has warmed up for the for the first two tests he, <laughs> he was not quite there But yeah, once he faces like 400, five, it takes 400, 500 balls in a test for Pujara to warm up. So Pujara, I would hold him. Keep Sharma looks in good touch. That if Sharma and Gill can keep giving those starts, I would want one of them to now really convert into that big hundred. I think that has been one of the uh, you know issue why our lower order has been under pressure. Uh, we have got starts, but then we lose them together, and then. Right. Pujara has to start that bit, basically. So I really want one of them to convert into a big hundred. Uh, and uh, only thing I'm concerned about is from fitness standpoint. I think those who are injured are injured. They are just out, right? So they are going to be fresh players, basically. But Bumrah is the one who has been there for all the matches and has been relentless. So I want Bumrah to like give his final shot very well. because if bumrah takes wickets then siraj and saini also start looking good right. Uh, right because in the second innings of scg test uh, bumrah was struggling to get wicket i mean there were some drop catches and uh, uh, you know some calls that were very close. i think i think it wasn't bumrah but it was everyone else who was struggling like he was doing <laughs> it yeah 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 exactly so i i would really want bumrah to come back to that mcg kind of form Uh, and give it that one last shot. That way, I think batting wise, I would still say our top order is really good. I think the number, the top four, Gill, Sharma, Pujara, Rahane, those four are good. Now it's that in between, and if Pant can bat this way, then even Pant is another addition to the batting lineup as a as a mainstay, right? So now it's just about figuring out who will replace Jadeja. But I think that that's going to be the key question, right? Because Jadeja is such an asset that you can count him as a bowler. you can count him as a batsman or worst case scenario you can just count him as a fielder he will give you that impact on the game right but with him out and vihari probably out as well how do you make up for that because jadeja could bowl a few overs vihari not at the same level but still he could roll arm if needed right so yeah. now we are looking at a situation where you want to make up with another spinner but that spinner available to you is a dud batsman so i think it's going to be a call of how they want to manage the workload of other four bowlers right do they do they need support then get in kuldeep right there is no other other option but if those four bowlers are confident of taking 20 wickets bowling 90 overs uh, right I, i mean basically they are capable of taking it's more about now the fitness 
because they have been on tour, especially Bumrah has played ODIs and now, you know, these three tests. So I think they need to evaluate that. And otherwise, I wouldn't uh, shy away from, from playing either Mayank Agarwal in the middle. Uh, maybe it's a good thing Mayank Agarwal opens. Uh, so he may come around that 80th over where the second new ball is due. So that way you have that experience of somebody having played the new ball already. Uh, that would be good, I think. Yeah. Unless they, they are really skeptical about punts keeping, then get in Saha. Those seem to be the more obvious choices. Basically, get in Mayank Agarwal to, as an extra batsman. And like you said, he because he has played the new ball as well, he can come down the other. I think that could be a good reinforcement. And Saha does seem a probable option, but I would still be skeptical of having Saha over Mayank Agarwal. You know, we have to yeah. We have taken the chance with punts keeping and we have kind of made our peace with that, that mm-hmm. it is going to be what it is. So why why do you want to go back and be indecisive about who do I give my gloves to versus who is in the team as a pure batsman? You have made that decision. Just give that backing to punt now. Just let it go yeah. where it goes. And 45 with a batsman, you know, is going to be able to tackle both the old and the new ball. But yeah, but I, I think the question still remains on how they balance the workload for the bowlers. Because like you said, it's, it's not an easy task. And as you saw at the end of the fifth, day the Aussie bowlers were worn out the good thing about India batting fourth in that inning is that they will have a little bit more rest as compared to the Aussie bowlers but again that doesn't mean that you know the Aussies won't grind them down it could exactly yeah yeah so I think that's a team management call and I think they probably know and maybe Bumrah knows really well it it will be good to take Bumrah's input in this right and and whether even Ashwin is going to fully recover from that back issue can he bowl 25-30 odd overs otherwise he'll have to share that with Kuldeep yeah and I think if India were ever to lose Ashwin for the next game it, it's going to be a really difficult game because Ashwin, though he might not come to your mind when spearheading a bowling attack, but the value that he's bringing to the team, especially on this tour as a spinner and as a senior player, you can't replace that with anyone else. So yeah. if, if that were to happen, then again, we are in the trenches. We are starting off in the trenches. Like we just have to fight an uphill battle at that point. And basically then you have only six genuine batsmen and then the tail is even longer. You either get Kuldeep and then probably even Shardul. Maybe Shardul is a better batsman, but yeah, he's still new, right? We don't know he's going to survive against Tarko Cummins or Hazel. But I'm just going to think, like, spring a surprise and get your thoughts on this. Um, Like, let's play Mayank and let him play at number three. Push Pujara down to number four, right? With With the start with from Gil and Sharma, Mayank is also pretty attacking, right? And he's a new ball uh, batter already. Let's try that. Let's surprise Australia one more time. So that even that way, I think you can extend your tail basically. If Pujara starts dead batting at that point of time, you would expect Sharma, Mayang, Gil to have got enough runs basically. And then Pujara and Rahane, the two experienced guys, they can take it from there. And maybe who knows, like Pujara uh, is always asked to tire out the bowlers, but once let him play tired out bowlers and let him also give a chance to improve his strike rate or basically play freely. <laughs> you never know. He, he may be a good player, but it's just that he's never gotten that opportunity. Maybe, but I, I feel like the way the top order is set right now, like the kind of batsman punt, uh, sorry, kill is the kind of batsman Sharma is. I would, I really like the way our batting turned out in the fourth inning because it was kind of like someone who can uh, hold one and the other one was aggressive. And they kind of complemented each other. So 
having all three attacking batsmen at the top i i would be a little skeptical because i would personally like to have someone who is attacking towards the end or even middle because you know there there are going to be phases of the game when nathan land is going to be on top of you right and that is when you need an attacker like pant or even agarwal if he can a reinforcer who will force him to change his change his line change his length try something else right because you know like you saw it yesterday that apart from his line length and his dips there is nothing much like there are no variations on which he relies ashwin is a kind of bowler who relies much on variation so the more you let someone like line settle in his rhythm more you let him bowl wherever he wants you're going to be in pressure right and that can be relieved by someone like an agarwal or even a pant pujara though he'll attack but i don't think he's going to have that kind of an impact as an agarwal or a pant would so that's why i feel like if he's in the squad he should play low down the order yeah but i think one other thing is like it's not just indian team who is struggling with the selections right now because warner as we saw in that test i think i felt bad for him because they 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 were depleted they had to go back to him he tried his best but it's not the same warner like when he's chasing after the ball you see he's down and from what you have seen of warner that just feels like ah he's a posy right now like he's not the same warner that i like to see yeah that's that's true but i mean i don't think even they have any other inform players who could replace warner warner i think the only reason warner was brought into scg with only 70 80% fit is to have that on paper impact yeah you know at the start warner is going to score those quick 20 30 and uh, he's going to put indian bowlers uh, under pressure but that did not happen so i'll i'll still back him for the gaba test uh, and hope pukoski so knows a kind of calm down and uh, he's he's able to make a positive impact but then i don't know I think, he'll be able to play though because uh, there was some scare about his shoulder injury right yeah that's true i think he left for scan so uh, haven't heard about that but hopefully he plays uh, it's it's good to have that continuity for a youngster uh, but again i think the main stays are going to be labushin and smith because wade timpain uh it would be unlucky if one of them ends up scoring a century against us <laughs> right? it's it's a really bad day uh, for for the bowlers only then you you can see those guys flourishing <laughs> man that that's brutal that's brutal <laughs> i think that's fair right the, their record tells the story and they probably know themselves people are not expecting too much from them and wade is now just trying to hold that place in in the playing 11 all right gang that's all we had for this week I hope we captured the essence of a match which no score sheet will ever be able to do justice to. Make sure to get your rest before the next test begins at Gaba. We'll catch up with you next week with the series finale of India's tour to Australia. Same place, same time. Until then, peace out.